Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Rudeer. Today is April 15, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Radian MNPC does conduct, conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hand. You will be announced with your name to ask the question. For those people who are listening to the in other media, you can check our timings at rnlockgroup.com. You can raise your hand. You'll be announced with your um, uh, name to ask the question. Ritika? Ritika? Yeah, hi. Good morning, uh, Rahul. Uh, Thank you for your, uh, thank you for your commitment to help out the community. Uh, Sure. And my question is uh, regarding uh, one of my, I have an uh, approved I-140 and the priority Mm -hmm. date is uh, 15 December 2016. And this Mm -hmm. is from a company A. And uh, from there, I moved to a company. This B. is from what you said? Oh, company A. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Company A. Then I moved to company B, and um, and, uh, and there I have applied. Uh, there, the company B has applied for my firm in December of uh, 2020 uh-huh. for a position X. And uh, within that same company, in the company B, I have applied for an, another position internally. Mm-hmm. And I, I have an, a pending offer letter right now. And mm-hmm. the job description is a little bit different from what I'm current, what the firm was applied for in December 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I accept this position and move to that position, does the, does my company right now have to refile the whole firm and start over the process or can they carry over? A the natural, firm? a natural increment in the position. You do not require to file a firm again, though. This is my opinion, and this is the law. Now the question is, is it a natural improvement or is it not a natural improvement? Need to be determined by the company. So I would, you know, if the company lawyer insists, because certain lawyers, they're only there to make the money. They're not here to help you out. They say, no, I need this one to be filed again. Because... Mm -hmm. Instead of SAP 6.0, you're actually working on SAP 7.2. This is completely different software. That's the way some people feel. I feel that all softwares are the same. Obviously, if you move to a lawyer job or mechanical engineer job, I don't think so that that's a natural improvement according to me. So it depends on the company's perspective. Is it a natural increment if they need an amend- any amendment? So I would check with them. To see if they don't need it, that's fine. If they need it, I'm not going to take the promotion because there are things that are going to change drastically in the priority date. At least that's what I am expecting. 
Hi Rahul, uh, thanks for taking the call and serving the community. Uh, I have a question. Uh, so, uh, my priority date is Jan- uh, February 2014, and my previous employer has. I, I left my employer after uh, I was uh, done with my I-140. I joined new company like five years back. Dated mm-hmm. my I-140 as well with the same priority mm-hmm. date. And, and now, when it comes to the downgrading, they said we will not downgrade. It's not a company policy, and, and uh, uh, we will keep you with the EB2. So my prior was EB2. This was EB2. Uh, I went ahead. My, my previous employer was ready to file EB3 for me. So I went ahead mm-hmm. and, and took uh, that offer, and I did file the EB3 with them. Now, I have a question. So if I get a green card or an EAD, do I need do I do I need to join the previous employer or first my question? First question. Can, yeah, go ahead. First question: Is the I one forty that you filed in the downgrade is it approved? Uh, no, it's waiting. It, it, I, I filed in November, so it's waiting until now. I would want you to do the premium processing though. Okay. The reason is that. Yes. Once you have the I-140 approved, once you have the I-140 approved though, even if you don't join the previous company, once 180 days passes, you can have the current company file a 485J supplement though and replace the old employer. Technically speaking about, you do not have to join the company, previous company. The regulations say that there must be a job offer at the time they, they file the adjustment of status. There must be a job offer until 180 days after you file the adjustment of status. Now, once you cross 180 days, if you don't have the job offer, that's fine. But if you're not joining the company, though, I want you to file a 485J supplement with your current company because your current company already refuse to do the EB3, what guarantee do I have that they're going to file the 485J supplement with this company? So if there is an RFE and you are not joining the old company and this new company is not going to give you the 485J supplement, we in Hyderabad call it as Nagarka Nagatka. So, so if, if they do, if my old employer EB3 got rejected, is it going to impact my current no. EB2, which is with no, the company it does, too? it does not impact. It does not impact your current EB2. You're fine. Because you said like Gurkha Nagatka. So that means like, so it's, no, it's only I said, I said I'm, only after, no, don't make any moves until I-140 approval. I made it very sure. Remember okay. that. All those things what I'm speaking about is after the I-140 is approved. If the I-140 is not approved, your 485 is trashed out, you move on. You're fine. Okay. So so if I get my, just to confirm, so if I get my I-140 approved, then I can te- talk to my current employer. Are you ready and to file, file 485 day? And J if supplement. they do that, then I don't need to join the old one. You're absolutely right. If the new company is going to file a 485 J supplement, you don't have to join the old company. 
Okay, one more question. My wife was on H4, and see her H4 and H4 EAD is pending from six months. So if we get this I-140 approved and my new company say that, no, we are not filing a downgrade and anything. So can can my wife go on EB, uh, so GC EAD with the old employer and I can still continue work with the current employer and keep on having my H1B until my date becomes current? No, because, uh, so so the new employer is not going to file a 485J supplement for you. Yeah. I want you to leave the company. Though. Once I-140 is approved, if the new employer is not filing a 485J supplement, it is really not good for you to stick with that company. Because the USCIS may ask an RFP asking for the 485J supplement, and that's where you come, Nagarka, Nagarka. Now, you send your wife to the guard, and now you're getting kicked out from the home. You will be good for nothing. Don't do that. If your company is not willing to file a 485J supplement, move on. Don't stay there. Because it's a final stage of the green card. You don't want to risk yourself. Let's go to the next person. But make sure your I-140 is approved. Don't do anything without I-140 approval. Next person, please. Divya? Okay, thank you. Divya? Hello. Uh, hi, Rahul. This is Devya here. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, so my current uh, H-4 is expiring in uh, on April 26th. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I have no change of status pending, um, which is not yet uh, approved or this. Uh, just that I have gotten the biometrics just mm-hmm. uh, scheduled for 23rd. But I would like to know, should I be still filing my B-2 visa or any other visas? I cannot um, have a H-4 extension filed. Wait, wait. You file adjustment of statuses, right? 485. Uh, no, no, no. Change of status from H4 to F1. Ah, okay, okay. When is your H4 expiring? Uh, end of this month, 26th of April. Uh, what about your husband, um, uh, husband's H1B? When is it expiring? We are not in good terms. It's, it's the Got same. The point. But Got the sorry, sorry. I somehow, you know, I was not focusing. So if your H-4 is expiring and your F-1 is not approved, you should file a B-2 application immediately. Okay. Since um, so your B- H-4 is expiring in a one-month period, you could file a B-2 application probably way before your H-4 expires. And you can do it online. And you can do it in 10 days before your, your H-4 expires, ma'am. Okay. Is it mandatory to have a B2 filed? Uh, would that be a problem? Yes. If- yes, it is mandatory. Otherwise, your F1 will be rejected. The rule says that you have to maintain your legal status until your F1 is approved. Since your H4 is okay. expiring right now, you will go out of status. Your F1 will be denied unless you file a B2 application. Oh, okay. Uh, my biometrics is scheduled for next week, but however, I'm, uh, I'm in a lot. Uh, but still, you can't take chances on that. No. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, thank you so much. Next person, please. Mithilesh? Hello, can you hear me, Rahul? Yes, I can, please. Yeah, so Rahul, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, I think I have got a lot of help from you in the past of one of my sure. like complicated uh, visa, visa cases. 
So uh, my question, I have two questions. One is related to, both are related to birth certificate. So my wife's birth certificate throughout is like one name and only in her passport, just one change in the character of her mother's name, just one character change. So instead of like, you know, uh, Neela, it is Leela. So will that be a problem during the green card uh, processing? No, I don't think so. Um, you can um, do, submit the birth certificate as it is. When you say Neela instead of what? Leela. So N instead of, so throughout her, uh, you know, means uh, March. What's the mother's and name? Everything. What's the mother's uh, name? It is uh, Neela, N-W-E-L-A, but her passport You're is speaking N-W-E-L-A. about her mother's name, not her names, right? Yeah, not her name. In her mother's name, just one character is like, you know, wrong. That's okay. Submit that. Submit that. Um, you should not have any problem. It's just the mother's name. Mm-hmm. There may be a problem that may arise at a later date once you become a citizen and then she is filing for the, uh, for the mother. At that point of time, they may question it. I have a weapon that if I use it, mm-hmm. people just lay flat and they approve it. I've done that. I okay. use that against immigration when they doubt the parent and child relationship. I use it. It's called Brahmastra, I call it as. And I will tell you the secret of it. It's called DNA. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank so, you very much. So, yeah. When, when, when you are cornered, when I am cornered though, when documents are not proper, I use that. And I, and at this point of time, there's nobody in this world that is disputing the DNA results right now. So, yeah, that should not cause any problem. Don't do anything right now. Just submit it. And then when the problem arises, then we can deal it at that point of time. Okay. Okay. And then one question, same birth certificate for my case. So I don't mm-hmm. have a birth certificate. Uh, I tried. Unfortunately, I put the correct date when my passport was being made. And at that place, we lived hardly for three, four months, my, my father. So I'm not able to get the birth certificate from there. But I have where, like consistent. Where is, where is it's that? It's in India. It's in India, Chhattisgarh. There is a place called Dhamtari where we live just there five, is six an months. Article. There is an article that I've written called, I do not have birth certificate. Mm-hmm. What do I do? So search it, rmlawgroup.com. Search it in the Google. I do not have birth certificate. That's the title of the article. So what you need to do is that if you can possibly get the non-availability certificate from Chhattisgarh, that's good. If you can't get it, you can still, you still need to get two affidavits from two different individuals. I prefer not your parents, your cousins, your family friends or somebody who's 18 years of old. And then don't submit the rest of the documents that are listed in the article that I have published though. Collect the documents, but don't submit it. Just only submit the affidavits. Okay. You got it? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Then. Thank you. The next person, please. Thank you. Yeah. Sunil Kumar. Hi, Rahul. Uh, my question is, uh, I have my labor approved and my priority date is July 2012. So now I'm in a dilemma whether to go with EB2 or EB3. Um, what would you suggest? 2012. Yeah, 2012, July. Ah. Whoa. Um, your company, when it came to two, in October 2020, did they file a downgrade application or they did not? No, actually my, my poem was still in processing. I'm not asking about you. I'm speaking about your other friends with your same company. Oh, they did. 
So the company filed downgrade application and filed adjustment of status in October 2020. Yes, yes. Sounds good. That's a good company. The, 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 this company likes their employees. Now, uh, it's going to be a tough judgment call though. Um, I am, and don't, don't record this and quote me. Okay. I'm yeah. going with EB2. EB2. I'm going uh, with EB2. Yeah. And also, can I file premium for both uh, EB2 and EB3? So you suppose if, um, if you are going with premium, though, go with EB2 for premium. Okay. And don't go with EB3 for premium. Okay. Or vice versa. Okay. Whichever you want to. Mm-hmm. File it in the regular and then convert it to premium processing afterwards. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody said, I mean, my attorney was saying that we cannot file premium for both the categories. Is that it? That's what, that's what he says. That's the reason I'm telling you not to file it. That's the reason I'm telling you to convert it later on. Oh, okay. Okay. That I'm just sense. using, I'm, file, don't file two premium, file one premium, one regular, convert it after you get a receipt notice. Got it, got it. Thanks, Rahul. Yeah. If your company is willing to do both the things, yeah, with 2012, you're like, you're, you're just there. So yeah, I would spend that extra money and get both of those things approved and wait for the October date. Okay. 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 Next okay. person, please. That's a nice no. company. Please mm-hmm. recommend your company to all the people. I don't care whether they paid you extra Absolutely. money, that extra five, ten thousand dollars. I don't care at all. That's this is exactly what I need them to serve. Next person, please. Ashok. Hey Rahul, I'm an Ashok. Um, I have a, I put I one forty with company A. Um, I moved and, uh, I moved the company, uh, like, uh, four years ago, uh, and the company B has applied for labor certification. And, uh, by the time when? we, uh, la- last year, last year I got the, uh, labor approved last year, September ish. Um, so at, at that time we got this, uh, uh, movement happened. Uh, so my priority date is 2013 March. So they have filed my um, labor as if I'm going to uh, apply it in EB2. But since EB3 has been moved, so they applied my I-140 in EB3. So okay, I, good. Yeah, I got my EB3-140 approved last week with the premium processing. So now uh, if I want to apply an EB2, can I do that? Like in case if the EB2 dates are moved? You can. You can. You can do that. You can do that. That's not a problem. You can file one more I-140 application to do EB2. Um, you can do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, so, so. Although I said you can do it, I, I may not, I may not, if I were you, I may not do it. The reason is that it's not that easy when you want to change from one lane to another lane. From EB2 mm-hmm. to EB3, we have to request the USCIS to convert into EB2. They will take a long time. And sometimes what happened by the time they open the entire thing, guess what? EB3 moves forward. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then sure. you are going to say EB3. And then by the time, believe me, I've traveled in Los Angeles highways. It's no different in EB2 and EB3. You guys... For you guys, it's new because you guys are Indians. You have never looked into how the Chinese lanes go. Okay. We looked into how the Chinese lanes go. Look into uh, YouTube, but we published two years ago 
we predict we predicted and we have cited all these things how how to convert into ev2 to ev3 so i may not do it but it's up to you i'm not yeah, telling if, you're if wrong it, to if do it, it. Yeah, it's, is that going to help if I'm not, if I do not use uh, EAD? Or, uh, it has it, nothing to, it has nothing to do with the EAD. Even if you use the like EAD, if, even if you use the EAD, you can port to EB2. Okay. So the marrying thing, if I, even if I marry. Marrying okay. thing is not, not applicable at this time. We have recommended not to get married because we are worried about the I-140 approval before. Mm-hmm. We don't want anybody, but in your case, your I-140 is approved. So you can get married and then still convert into EB2. Let's go to the next person, please. Oh, uh, sorry, I have one more question. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, so my, my wife, H4, is, is in pending status right now uh, from last year, July. H4 status, H4 and H4 EAD. And we have filed for adjustment of status uh, for my, uh, for me and for my wife, uh, in last October. So it looks like, uh, looking at the trend, uh, it looks like we are going to get the H4. Um, adjustment of status EAD, like GC EAD, uh, earlier than H4 EAD. So, mm-hmm. um, and we have also applied for her H1 this year. So it got picked. So we are in dilemma, like we're gonna, we have to use the H4 EAD or adjustment of status. Like we didn't get anything at this point of time, but you know, we was we the biometrics some... done for H4? No. No. Okay. So Even mostly adjustment of status EAD will come through. Yeah, that's what we are thinking. And if at all, if she uses the adjustment of status EAD, um, then um, you know, we we will have to stuck with the EB3. Uh, like you just clarified that we don't have. No, to. you're not stuck with EB3 though, but you're stuck with the uh, adjustment of status for your wife. She may not be able to get the H1B approved. Yeah. So uh, so so my wife say so my wife gonna be. Uh, uh, married to that adjustment of status, so that would be a problem, right? Um, like if we want to move, uh, move where? From moving um, to EB three to EB two, if she's married, is not a problem. Okay, it, it, so there is no problem with that. Okay, so um, the, uh, the, like the only problem is like if the application gone get denied is the only problem we could. Of see. course, of course, but you, you're you're you're. Your I-140 is approved. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're pretty safe. I mean, I'm not telling guaranteeing, but yeah, you're pretty, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, let's go to the next person, please. I, I will get married. Uh, if I-140 is approved, I will get married. That's me. Next person, okay. please. Thank you. Thank you. Kusum? Yes. Hi, Rahul. Can you hear Hi, me? Hi, Kusum. Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, so thank you, Rahul, for taking my call. So my question is that I am on the postdoc, uh, mm-hmm. and I was on the TN before, but mm-hmm. and when I was on TN as a Canadian, I filed my NIW, and still on March ninth, March ninth, two thousand twenty, I filed the NIW, and I'm still waiting. Mm-hmm. Then in October, I filed EB one, and I moved to H one in August. And okay. Did you move H1B H1B with the non-profit with organization? The yeah, with the firm, uh, with the hospital here in the Pennsylvania. Hospital. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And now I am on H1B, and then after coming on H1B, I filed my EB1, but the mm-hmm. RFE um, when I tried the premium, the RFE come to ask more questions. So my lawyer told mm-hmm. me to withdraw it because that person is not mostly uh, approved the. Uh, EB1. So I withdraw it. 
and yesterday I refile again EB1. But now my 30th of June, my uh, H1 is going to expire and hospital is not going to renew it. So I have no option. I cannot go on TN. Of course so you cannot. What is my, so what will I do now? I have to go back to Canada or I can think something else? What alternative I have? So if you don't have a job in United States and EB1 seems to be a very weak case that you filed previously. Um, otherwise, you, your lawyer wouldn't have told you to withdraw the EB1 application. Yeah, I don't see any alternative other than going back to your home uh, to Canada and then see if the EB1 gets approved, though. That's one thing that I can think about it. But if you but stay in the file, country... But it is current, so I cannot file the 485, correct? You can file the 485. My problem is that if the I-140, uh, well, you can do one thing. Why don't you do premium processing of the I-140 again? Yeah, the, the, everybody is telling about that EB-1. If you do the premium, they are asking. They it's are not about be- premium processing. It's not about premium processing. You're getting the result faster. My problem yeah. right now, if you don't file the premium processing, you file the adjustment, you file the I-485 application. You file a 485 application is that your H1B is gone. You're in, you're in period of authorized stay and your I-140 gets denied. Your 485 is denied. And then you will have a big problem coming back into the United States. So at this point of time, I would take a risk and file. Uh, I would take a risk and file a premium processing again. Okay. My another question. And you will get an RFE. You will get an RFE. <laughs> EB1, EB1s, EB1s are almost yeah. always get an RFE. Yeah, and RFE, most of the lawyer, when I showed, they say that I can, I, it is defendable, but the person who through I am doing, they say that this particular person is not authorized, not generally approving the EB1 after even refiling. But so still, I would still respond and get it denied. Just because you got the denial doesn't mean that you can't file one EB1 again. Right oh, now, sorry. the best solution is not to file the 485 and wait here. I want you to get you the I-140 result as soon as possible. And if the I-140 gets approved, you're good to go. If the I-140 does not get approved, I would rather want you to leave the country to keep the hopes high to come back into this country again. Okay, so my the second question, I cannot go on TN now. No, you will have tough time because you have the EB2 approved for you. No, it's still waiting. Still with. Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be tough for, for you though. Uh, you have to explain to the officer every time that even though you have an intention to permanently stay in the United States, it's a temporary, temporary visa. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You can withdraw that I-140 and then apply for the, uh, for the TN visa if you want to. And my third, only last question that, but my husband is on the TN visa. Suppose if I can wait up to 30th of June and can I go mm-hmm. on TD? Uh, no, it's still T and TD are the same thing. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Leo, can you put that uh, link there I told you? Yes, I'm just going to okay. um, go to the next caller, please. Shrikant? Shrikant? Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Rahul, sir. Take my call. So, 
actually in 2019 i appealed my company applied my h1b extension but it was it got denied because of the profit university issue later on actually i moved to stanford university is it yes, stanford yes, university yeah okay hmm? yes yes yeah yeah actually my company have the office in bangalore so i moved from usa to bangalore uh, and before my before my previous h1b was expired so uh, so i came to bangalore office and last year uh, my company applied h1b extension again so i talked to lawyer they said actually they stop going to uh, new h1b they said actually they they do like h1b extension with uh, on the oh, my bachelor's degree that's not a good idea at all because the reason why you left the country is you have been wrongly counted in the master's quota why would uh, they file it They See, what the immigration is alleging is the immigration is alleging is that you've been counted wrongly in the H1B quota, is right? Yeah, yeah. And then why would you why would you use the same quota when the immigration is alleging it's the same quota and file under the? I don't understand though. You should have filed using bachelor's degree in the new quota, not using the previous one. so i think i talked to the lawyer the lawyer said actually i think uh, this time the new lawyer applied uh, my h1b extension under the bachelor's degree so they said actually in 26 my previous extension also they applied in the bachelor's only not on the master's quota but uh, but uh, it got approved in the last year the extension got approved even mm-hmm. though it's a, it went to consular process now okay of course you are there so what's your question so so actually so my two questions so currently my company doing some layoffs i'm not sure whether they will bring back to my uh, bring back to us again or not so in in such cases can i do like a, a h1b transfer to another company and uh, attend the visa interview and come back i have a problem with your fundamental h1b though it is based on okay. still stanford university okay okay the reason why you left the country is the same reason why you're trying to come into the country again it okay. is a stratford university you're counting on that h1b that was applied probably in 2011 or 2012 through stratford so university yeah 2013 yes yeah somewhere around that period of time so you're still yeah. using the same one so i have a problem complete problem with you okay. you have to file a h1b my- under new quota not under the old quota Okay, if I if I if I want to move to another employers, maybe I can directly apply for next year, not this year. Not this year. I would not recommend okay. to do that. The entire premise is that the way that you approached is wrong. That's the reason why you are there is because of the Stratford University, 2013 quota. Now you're relying on the same quota and filing H for B. You are okay. you went out you went out of this hole, dig another hole, coming into the same hole. So I would recommend to file under the new quota. Let's go to the next so, caller. Um, yes, go ahead. One, sorry, I think uh, I asked my lawyer to uh, to submit the L one application, but they, they did not do that one. So if if I my company do like uh, currently they are asking to go to visa interview, but there is no visa slots available. I would I, I would not go for I would not go for your H one B visa interview. Okay. The whole so premise is wrong. You are not eligible for H one B according to me. even if they okay. give it cbp might give you a problem even if they give it once you come into the country when you extend it's going to be a problem remember that's why you left the country when the extension they got into trouble and you left let's go to the next caller guys before i go to the next caller guys uh, 
I hope I'm doing a good job. I would request all of you guys to review, uh, give a review. And uh, this is what we tell you that if you give me a good review, five stars or whatever the maximum star that's allowed, next time when you come into, you will be given preference in asking the question. So we put a link there, guys. So if you can give me good reviews, uh, that'll be good. There are some, you know, not every every case we take, we get 100% result. There are some denials that we get. There are some not so good results. And it so happens that, you know, they are the people who are referring and the, the people that we get approvals are not referring. So please, if you review it, next time when you come, you will be given preference in asking the question. We put a link in the chat, guys. We put a link in the chat. Good. Next caller, please. Arti. Hi, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, taking this call. So I have a question. Uh, this is regarding my uh, uh, wife. Uh, so currently she is in H1B and uh, her uh, uh, six-year max out is uh, coming soon in uh, June. And uh, we are planning to convert to H4 since uh, uh, her employer is not applied uh, GC for her. So so my question is like, uh, how soon I can get the H4 and H4 EAD uh, approved? Uh, like, what are the ways available right now? Let me ask you this question. When is your H1B expiring? Mine is getting expired in a uh, in couple of months or around the same time uh, for max out. So I will be applying my H1 extension as well along with the So H4 you're going to apply for the H1, H4 and EAD? Yes. They're taking anywhere between eight months, uh, anywhere between six months to 18, uh, I would say 16 months right now to get that approved. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm aware of this. I mean, I know previously there were some litigation option and there is That's a class exactly. action shoot also going on. That's right. We, we used, we used to do a lot of court litigation. We were very successful, but lately mm-hmm. we are not. And you can see the reviews there that we are not successful in the court litigation and the link that I provided. Um, yeah, the, that process is not there. You don't have any other thing other than applying for the H4 plus EAD along with your H1B application. Okay. Will doing the premium processing of H1 helps in any way? No, it does not. Well, it, it does help a little bit though. Okay. But not, it still does not come along with your approval, H1B approval. It does not. Okay. And is there any possibility of adding, uh, as a plaintiff in the class action suit? To get any relief. unless unless you exclude yourself, you are already included according according you are already included in it. Okay. So class okay. action means it's applicable I to get it. everybody. The court litigations that we filed were for individual cases, though. The mm-hmm. class action means we are telling for it should cover umbrella to everybody. So yeah. if you don't want it, you have to go and represent yourself. Okay, got it. Okay, thank you. Let's go to the next caller, guys. Neha Gupta. Hi Rahul. Just to give you a background, um, mm-hmm. my I, my husband has his I140 approved, and uh, I was working on H4 EAD earlier, and we recently moved back to India like two years ago. So what now is my your husband's husband priority date? It's uh, 2016, August 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my husband is is with the same company and he has to travel and we are supposed I he got his H1 stamped and mine is H4 and he's supposed we are supposed to travel next month. Mm-hmm. 
So my case also got picked in H1 in the lottery this year. Mm-hmm. And so when I'll be traveling on H4, I will be going on leave without pay with my company. And my company is okay to take me back once I get my EAD or once my H1B gets approved. Mm-hmm. But provided they have a position at that time. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what would make more sense for me? Should I file the H-1B before I travel or should I travel and file H-1B and which might be a change of status in that case? I would want you to travel in United States and then file the transfer to the H-1B. The reason is that if the H-1B is approved with the counselor processing, technically you're not counted towards the H-1B number. You're only counted toward the H-1B number when you have the I-94 approved or your passport stamped. So if you file for the H-1B right now, they can't file a change of statuses, right? Because you're not in the country. They will file in the consular processing. So you come into the country, the H-1B gets approved. And then come October 1st, if you want to join the company, what do you have to do? You have to do two, one of the two things. One, you have to apply for change of status again. Okay. Or you have to go outside the country to get the stamping. Since you have until June 30th to file your H-1B application, I will hold on your application. Once you come into the country, I would file your change of status application from H-4 to H-1. So if my company does not have a position at that time and I'm on H-4, so will my H-1 kick in from 1st of October? It will kick. It will kick in. It will kick in on H-1B on October 1st. And there is a technique that I will tell you what to do at that time to get back to H-4. Okay. Get back to H-4 without going to the immigration. All you do is that you go to Mexico, have a cup of coffee and you come back. And you come back and you say, I'm happily married with this guy. That's all you say. You show your H-4 approval stamping, you come into this country. You can go to Mexico or you can go to India anywhere and come back. In that way, if you leave on October 2nd, though, you have a H-1B from October 1st to October 2nd. And you have a 60-day grace period that's available. You're counted toward the H-1B number. You see all these points? And not only that, if you are doubtful that whether or not you are going to get the position or not, once you enter into the country, though, apply for EAD. So I, I plan to apply for EAD even right now. Once I travel, I plan to apply for EAD right away. Do so it. Depending so on- we are on the same page. You're on the same page. You should do it irrespective. And then still file the change of status and follow my plan. So you're saying that if I go on H4 and apply for EAD and my H1 get kicks in, I mean, I apply for H1 once I travel, then my H1 mm-hmm. kicks in on 1st of October right away with the change of status. Mm-hmm. But then... Mm-hmm. If my EAD has not come in yet, I go out and come back in and my company does not have a position basically on H1. So I have to go out and come back in on H4, stay on Mm -hmm. H4. And then if my company has a position after, say, two months, so I have to get my H1 stamped with consular processing at that time. Or you can do one thing. It can be that company. It can be any company can have the H1B. You can transfer to H1B or you can just use the EAD and start working. So if how long is it taking for EAD these days? Right now, if you file independently, it's taking four months. Okay, so so if I'm on H1, so I have so to go to the H1, next person. 
So just just learn last question. So is yeah. H1 going to be counted or I mean any other company? So do I have to be right. with the same? Right. That's a whole plan. The way I design the plan is that your H1B is counted. It doesn't have to be the same company. You can go to any company. That's the reason I want you to leave on October 2nd. If you don't have a job, that's the reason I want you to do the change of status. So, so I have to ma'am, leave on October 2nd. I okay. Yes. Let's go to the next and last caller, please. Amit. Thank you. Hey, Rahul, uh, this is Amit. Uh, thanks for taking my question. So it is kind of follow-up question. Uh, you might uh, remember like I, I was asking uh, the question like I was working for company A and EB, they filed EB3 and September 2013 priority date. I moved to company B. They filed in EB2. They ported the date from my previous uh, uh, filing. And uh, now company A has been sold to company C. And company C is giving me offer now. So like if suppose I decided to go uh, like take that offer and go with company C, I am just curious like if, if there is any challenge other than amendment I will face because there is employment gap and um, the the company name. Yeah, has if the if the amendment is approved, though, uh-huh. the employment gap normally is not going to be an issue. Okay. There is a chance when you go to the amendment, the mm-hmm. USCIS may challenge the ability of company C to pay the salary to you. So it okay. may, there's a chance it may be denied. There's a chance it may be denied. So if that is passed though, typically mm-hmm. to challenge again because of the employment gap and not getting the green card, I have never seen any of the cases getting denied. Okay. And, um, is there is any possibility they can like company C can file uh, a EB2 petition based upon the perm approved for EB3? No, I, unless, uh, if the, if it is documented for EB3 though, if it is documented for EB3, you cannot file for EB2 I140. No. Okay. If it is and, documented for EB2, EB2, uh, it can be filed for EB2 or EB3. But if it's documented for EB3, you cannot file for EB2. You'll have to file a fresh form. Okay. okay? Th- th- thank you, Amit. I have to sure, move on. No problem. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. And don't forget that we do. We put a link there. If you give me all good stars, you'll be promoted. You'll be given chance to ask the questions. You can refer your name. We'll watch your name there, and then we'll give you. Uh, we put a link on the chat, guys, if you want to get chance next time. Because I know a lot of people are coming, and we're unable to take all of them. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.